1: Good afternoon, and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. You know, when we think of empowerment, we don't generally think first of peace, but rather of things like confidence, self assurance, assertiveness, and other like traits. We think of the ability to confront others, to draw appropriate boundaries, to address and meet our own needs. And all of those things do bring empowerment, but at the base of all of these things is a sense of authentic inner peace that allows us the grace perform with confidence, self-assurance, and assertiveness. In other words, the source of true empowerment is peace. So how do we go about finding peace? And how do we access it regularly enough to authenticate our empowerment? That's what we'll be talking about today on the Authentic Living Show. Be here for it. So let's talk first about what peace is and what it isn't. Let's start with what it is not. Peace is not control over your life. Peace is not the ability to, to make everything okay for the brain to stop chattering. Peace is not the ability to, to get other people to behave correctly so that they won't disturb us. It's not uh, our authority over other people so that we can boss them around. It's not power to persuade other people so that they'll behave according to what we think is true and best and right. It's not the ability to intimidate, manipulate, control, or otherwise dominate others. But typically, though that's not what we would want to say the peace is, we often think of peace in those terms. I won't have peace until, that's the way we think of it. I won't have peace until I can get him to shut up. (laughs) I won't have peace until I can get them to behave right. I won't have peace until he stops doing that. I won't have peace until she stops doing that. I won't have peace until the government is doing what I want it to do. I won't have peace until. That's what we say very often. We don't know we're saying that, but that is what we're saying. We're saying that peace is outside of us and that other people are in charge of it. Other people and other circumstances are in charge of it. Money is a big Powerful thing we think of in terms of peace. I'll have peace when I finally have enough money. When will that be? Probably never. So enough money is relative term. It's always increasing over time. So this peace, it has nothing to do about with with what goes on outside of us. That's hard, hard, hard for us to accept. It's hard for us to accept that peace is not something that we can control outside of us we we think of peace in terms of of no ha- not having war you know it's not you know if we're not having war in our home and if we're not having war on the streets if we're not having war with the government if we're not having war with the other nations if we're not having war then we have peace but that's a very very shallow definition of peace peace runs far far deeper than what it isn't runs into what it is so when we talk about peace and uh, empowerment being all about boundaries um, we think in terms of well I can get other people to do what I want them to do by just saying what I need we you know people that are working on boundaries very often are working hard to establish the ability to speak up to say what they need and, and there's a thought that goes with that that says, if I can just say what I need, then people will give me what I need. But that's not always true. Sometimes people will give you what you need when you ask for it. Sometimes they'll partially give you what you need. Sometimes they won't give you what you need at all. Sometimes they don't know how to give you what they need. Give you what you need, excuse me. So, you, you know, what, what, what we're talking about here is boundaries are all about containing the self. And peace is likewise about containing the self. It's about being inside, being present with the self. And we'll talk some more about that in a minute. But for right now, we need to understand that boundaries don't keep you out. They keep me in. Boundaries contain me. They help me to understand that I'm alive, that I'm free, that I'm a full, complete person, They allow me to uh, give me permission to speak my mind when I need to. They give me permission to stand up for my own needs, to go where I need to go, to get away from things that I need to get away from, to end relationships I need to end, to start up relationships I need to start up. It gives me permission. That's what boundaries do. They give me permission to live my life so they contain the self. Boundaries don't keep other people in their right behavior just like peace it's not about other people boundaries are also not about other people boundaries are about ourselves so peace starts and finishes within us so okay we've said a lot about what peace is not what is peace peace is a, a deep inner sense that all is well with my soul that that no matter what's going on outside of me, I'm okay inside of me. Peace is a sense that that uh, the divine essence of who I am is okay. In fact, it's perfect just the way it is. It doesn't have to be anything else. doesn't have to change or grow or do anything different, though it will change and grow. doesn't have to to be okay. It's okay just like it is right now. Peace is a sense, a deep, warm, uh, and sometimes abiding, sometimes fleeting sense that we are are okay, that we are okay deep within, that no matter what happens to us, we'll be okay, we'll figure it out, and we'll be okay. So that knowledge lies deep within all of us, only we just don't access it. How do I know it lies within deep within all of us? Well, I have been able to find my own sense of peace and sometimes I lose that sense of peace as well. So I'm not going to say I have it all the time. But uh, that sense of peace uh, comes and goes as I get in touch with my deepest essence. And uh, as I choose to get in touch with my deepest essence, as I choose to get in touch with my deepest divine self, then I, I'm contained within a, a deep, warm, uh, abiding sense of peace. Um, so, and, and peace can be a, a, a directive in the sense that when I tap into my peace, I know I've tapped into something true. When, I, when, when my peace comes, I know that it's directing me to something true. When peace is not there, then I, I might not be in the truth. I might be in something false. So peace can be very directive in that sense as well. So when we have peace, we are not making war with the self. We are not We are not at, uh, fighting with ourselves. We're not trying to get ourselves to be different, to be better, to be smarter, to be improved in some kind of way. We're not fighting with that ego, as a lot of uh, New Age thought, thinking out there talks about you know, suppressing or repressing or getting rid of the ego. We're not doing that when we have peace. We're just being present with the essence of who we are, the deep essence of who we are. So how do we get present? What is presence? Presence is realization. Peace is realization. Peace is a sense of realizing the truth that all really is well with my soul that everything is happening just the way it's supposed to be happening, and just the right time, and just the right place, and that I'm okay, and it's going to be okay. Now, we can look around the world and see all kinds of things that look like they're not supposed to be happening the way they're happening. And we can convince ourselves by looking around the world that that's exactly the truth of how it is. What we're doing when we do that is interpreting. We're looking at the facts and interpreting the facts based on an idea about what's good and what's bad, or well, what's good and what's bad for us. So we we look at the fact. We look at war, for example, and we say, "Well, that's bad." Um, well, you know, do I think war is good? Well, I don't think war is good or bad. I think it is a part of our natural growth cycle, and unfortunately, we. Uh, haven't reached the stage of our growth where we have moved beyond war yet. I think we will eventually reach that stage, but we haven't reached it yet. And so, it is. So, war continues to exist because it's a part of our un unevolved psyche. It's a part of the uh, of the collective psyche that's not yet evolved to the place where it does not contain war anymore. And so, we will continue to have war as long as that's true. the more the more of us who individually can receive our own inner peace, the less there will be war on the collective level. so when we're when we're talking about peace, what we're talking about is is some a place inside of us that we can can be the source of everything else inside of us. Everything else about our activities can be sourced in our peace. We can come from that peace. And there's been times in my life when I have come from that peace. And there's times in my life when I have not come from that peace. And I think that uh, 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 is true of anyone who's evolving, that we're, we're sometimes in peace and sometimes not in peace. And when we're not in peace, it's because we're out of touch with that deeper essence of who we are. We're not living present in realization, in realization of the self. Who is the self? What is the self? Well, since the onset of this show in July of 2008, uh, many years ago, I've been trying to talk about the self, and what the self is and what the self isn't. The authentic self is the deepest essence of who we are, it is uh, our deepest base essence which uh, according to the hindu religion and in uh, some other religions of uh, of the world is is a divine self it is it is part and parcel it is one with the divine however you see the divine and uh, therefore all is well when we tap into that essence all is well because it is divine self um Some people don't believe there is a divine. Okay, that's all right. You don't have to. There is a self that is your deepest essence, the essence of who you are. You might call it your soul, if you can use that language. Um, You might call it a a place of uh, containment, a place of peace, a place where you tap into your strength, a place where you know yourself at a deeper level. Those are, the, those are the terms that people can use who don't believe there is a divine. So when we talk about peace, what we're talking about is the realization of this self. That when we realize the self, we, we have peace. Um, and I think that there for all of us are periods of time where we don't, we're out of touch with that realization of, of self and the reason is because we're about to launch into a new level of understanding of the self we're we're we've reached this place where we have to walk through some storms we have to wade through the deeper the, the waves to get out to the ocean we have to uh, weather some some hard stuff in order to get to a place where we realize again who we are and this time we will realize it on a deeper level than we realized it before and that's a part of the process. When we, we, we go outside of the realization of peace, it's in order to get further into the realization of peace. Um, one of the things that Jesus said, uh, as, as it's written of in the, in the Gospels, is he said that his sheep knew his name, knew his voice, and they would come and go in, in and out of the little shelter. They would come and go. And I think that really describes what we're talking about here, that, that we come and go from this sense of peace and that, it, that it, it contains us all the time, but we don't always know it. And because we don't always know it, we are, we are not always contained within that peace. So it's important to understand that there are many, many problems in this world, starvation, illness, uh, uh, poverty, war, Uh, discrimination, bigotry, hate, um, you know, I could list several other problems in this world that we have that are part and parcel of our evolutionary process as a collective to grow into our deepest essence. And I think one of the things that I see happening right now um, in our, let's say, social, political world is that we are becoming more aware of the hate and bigotry that has been in our unconscious for so many centuries. We have, and uh, there have been, excuse me, within our collective many, many people who carry uh, 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 barrels and barrels of hate and and bigotry within them, and we have sort of silenced that. We have put that in a, you know, a uh, quiet place where we don't see it so much and over the past four years or three years in particular um since the 2016 election we have become more aware that there is a massive amount of hate out there there's a lot of bigotry out there and i think that's because we have to become aware of a thing in order to uh, restore it to wholeness We have to be able to get a a clear understanding of our bigotry in order for us to heal it. We have to be able to see it fully for what it is in all of its darkness in order to be able to lay hands on it and heal it. Otherwise, we won't touch it. We won't even look at it because we'll we'll shove it back into the unconscious, shove it back under the rug and pretend it's not there again. But it is there, and we need to deal with it. I'm old enough to remember when sexual abuse was not a thing. It was not a thing because uh, nobody, nobody noticed it. It was always a thing. People were always sexually abusing children and other adults. But we didn't notice it as much as we do now. And the reason we didn't notice it is because it had not become a part of our mainstream media understanding of life. Well, I remember back in the early 80s, maybe mid-80s, a daycare center, which I can't remember the name of, and I can't remember what state it was in, but there was a daycare center where uh, sexual abuse was taking place. And it became a very public drama. And people were put in jail because they were abusing, sexually abusing children. And after that, it became a thing in the mainstream media. And then it became a thing in the laws. Then it became a thing where... Even children who abused other children could be tried and, and punished by law. Um, and now we have the Me Too movement, where many, many people are out there saying, it's happened to me also, and it's far, far, far too prevalent. And so so we've become conscious of it. And in order for us to finally put it to rest, for us to finally teach our young men not to sexually abuse our, our women, our, our or uh, uh, women and men, to not sexually abuse children, we have to get conscious. We have to get an understanding of sexuality and what it is and what it isn't. We have to get an understanding of the power differential between adults and children and the the, uh, uh, power differential between rape and uh, sex, that is uh, consenting sex. We, ha- we have to understand these things. We have to come to understand them at a deep, dark level, and then we'll be able to put it to rest. But we have to look at it, and that's the hardest part for us, is looking at it. If we can look at it in peace, if we can be in the realization of self while we're also looking at the darkness within the collective, we will, we will be able to see it more clearly and be able to deal with it more openly and honestly. That's what I'm talking about, healing healing the collective with an individualized peace. That's what we offer to the collective, is our own individual peace. So we're going to talk some more about peace, what it is and what it isn't, as we go into the next segment. Stay right here for the next segment.
0: Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
2: things worth considering airs live every thursday at 8 p.m eastern time 5 p.m pacific time on voice america empowerment
0: tune in to lead up for women speak up to lead up as we celebrate the influence of women in business and beyond your hosts colleen biggs and d daniels speak with guests who have stories to share have faced adversity and have become success stories in business in their communities and in personal accomplishments Join the strong and the brilliant ones and understand that the world is ready for you to be at your best. Lead Up for Women is heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Empowerment. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll free 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
1: And we're back talking today about peace and the power of peace to really change our lives and to, to to bring us to further realization of who we are. But before we talk any further about that, I want to tell you about the upcoming Super Soul Sunday that's going to air this Sunday, April 28th at 11 a.m. Eastern and Pacific on OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Network, and we will also stream on Oprah's Facebook Oprah's going to sit down with Melinda Gates, philanthropist and co-chair of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, to discuss Melinda's book, The Moment of Lift, How Empowering Women Changes the World. The interview will also be available on Oprah's Super Soul Conversations podcast beginning Monday, April the 29th. And this episode was originally taped during Oprah's Super Soul Conversations from Times Square on February the 5th. Believing that all lives have equal value, Melinda Gates and her husband, Bill Gates, have donated more than $50 billion to improving equity, health, and education in the United States and around the world. The Gates have spent more than $15 billion worldwide on vaccines, helping to cut the number of child deaths in half. Through her work at the foundation over the past 15 years, Melinda has seen firsthand that empowering women and girls can bring transformational improvements in the health and prosperity of families, communities, and societies. Melinda asks, how can we summon a moment of lift for human beings, and especially for women, because when you lift up women, you lift up humanity? In 2012, Melinda spearheaded the London Summit on Family Planning, which adopted the goal of delivering contraceptives to an additional 120 million women in developing uh, countries by 2020. Her work has led her to increasingly focus on gender equity as a path to meaningful change. Here's that clip now.
3: How then do we here in America with our own set of issues and things going on in our own lives, our dailiness, create a moment of lift for these 220 million women who don't have contraceptives, for the 130 girls who still have yet to go to school. You say we are the lift, but how can I be the lift? I'm just trying to get my bills paid. (laughs) So, first of all, you're absolutely right. I believe in connection, connection between human beings. And that connection creates Empathy and we start to understand and we learn and we grow through that. And so if you hear this global problem and it sounds, oh, it's far away, it's huge, these big numbers, you have to remember we all have our hearts, our intellects, our energy, our time, and our resources. Yeah. And you can apply those in any amounts you want. Tiny amounts, big amounts. But what I tell people is just get connected. Understand what the issues are. Read about them. Connect with somebody else who's working on them. Decide you're gonna volunteer time. Even in your own community, you'll see the difference that education makes in your own community for a girl. And whether it's even working in your community. Look, our U.S. school system's pretty broken. I'm out in the U.S. school system a lot, so you've been out quite a bit too. Yes. But when you start to do that work and you put drops in the bucket of connecting with people and understanding other people's lives, you start to see how you have personal talents that you can contribute. Beautiful.
1: Yes, we do have personal talents that we can contribute. And part of the way we access those talents is by accessing the realization of our deepest essence, which is peace. So we're talking today about that peace and how you can empower your life with peace. We don't typically think of peace as power, but peace is power. Peace is the, the ability to, do, to walk through life uh, without as much fear, without as much drama, uh, without as much of the, the um, beating ourselves up that we typically do. We have, the Western world in particular, has lived into a paradigm of sin and bad, good and bad. For centuries, for centuries, centuries and centuries now, and that idea about what it is to be uh, a spiritual being is beginning to to be to come to its end as well. We're seeing a lot more in the evangelical uh, Christian movement, the what they call the Christian right, uh, about morality and about sin and about how people should be punished and about who's right and who's wrong, and we're the right ones, and y'all are the wrong ones, and we've got the understanding of the Bible, and you're all wrong. And I heard somebody on TV just the other day saying that, that uh, the people who mi- interpreted the Bible any other way than the way they interpreted it were, were, were evil people and would be going to hell. And I thought to myself, this is, this is the, the beginning of the end of that sort of moral look at how we, how we see life. Um, we think in terms of good and bad. We don't think in terms of peace and non-peace. We don't think in terms of of uh, how we can access the peace that is at the base of all love. We don't think about or the love that is at the base of all peace. We we don't think about how you know how to love and how to give and get and get peace. We think about what's right and what's wrong. And we judge everything on the planet, including the food we eat, the clothes we wear, the social uh, attitudes we have, as either good or bad. We judge everything into those two small uh, categories that are driven by ideas that were given to us in our family of origin. They were not given to us in our. You know, in truth, they were given to us by, passed down by our family of origin. Whatever they thought was good and bad was what we thought was good and bad. So you might be raised in a family of, of Ku Klux Klan and believe that all black people are evil and bad and should be killed and wiped off the earth. Um, you know, that, that would be one of the things that you would think would be a good thing. It would be a bad thing not to do that. So you can see how distorted these ideas of good and bad can be in a family system. Uh, most of us have some ideas about what's commonly good. You don't hit other children. You don't tell lies. You know, you know those kinds of things. Most of us have sort of of a common belief about those things. Um, but, but we, when they come down to that judgment, either personal judgment or judgment of other people, what it means is that we're not in realization. We're not in the realization of peace. We're not in the, uh, uh, as Michael Brown calls it, the real eyes, the, the real eyes, R-E-A-L-E-Y-E-S, the real eyes. We're not realizing our inner truth, uh, which doesn't have anything to do with morality. It doesn't mean that we're not going to live ethical lives when we live in peace, but it does mean that we're not all caught up in good and bad. We're caught up in what, what is loving, what is truth, what is peace. Those are the things that we're caught up in. We're not asking, is it good or bad? We're asking, is it loving? Is it truth? Is it peace? And so peace is a very, very important aspect of that empowerment that allows us to stand in our own essence, to stand in who we are and be be that without fear. So let's talk about fear for just a minute. I have fear. I, I will confess to you that I have fear, and that it can grab hold of my mind and shake me. Uh, to, the, to when I start thinking of all the what ifs and all the possibilities and all the the bad outcomes, I have a little bit of hyper That means that I will uh, I will um, worry uh, a little more than maybe somebody else about the possible outcome of uh, a given what if. Uh, i'm I'm always looking out for what what might could go wrong. Um, and that that little piece there is one of my biggest challenges. and uh, And so I talk to you about peace today as someone who has had great periods of peace in my life, because I have been able to get in touch with that deepest essence of who I am, because I have been able to uh, touch the hem of the garment that is who I am. And, um, but I've also had periods of great turmoil in my life where I have what ifed myself into a corner of shivering, you know, and told myself all kinds of possibilities that might happen and how I might uh, get myself in trouble or how I might get it, how there might be trouble uh, because of X, Y, and Z. And so I'm learning, I'm still in the process of learning to unfold my own peace. To realize who I am at that deep, essential core level as a divine self, as a person who is one with the divine, who's not who's not cut off and separate and alone, but one with the divine and one with all other creatures on the earth, one with all of nature on the earth, so that I'm so that I understand uh, my collective responsiveness. I understand my. My responsibility to the collective and the collective's responsibility to me on those deep essential levels, I understand that. And I understand my connection to the divine, which gives me great peace. Um, And so when we talk about fear, what we're talking about is this belief that we will not be able to handle something that comes our way that it will devastate us in some core way, maybe not through death, but through some other devastating way, and we will, we will just be left bereft and alone and devastated. And that, that fear does not take us all the way to the other side of whatever might happen. So there might be some things that will happen in our lives that are difficult, but that doesn't mean that we will be devastated. It doesn't mean that we will not be able to make it through I've certainly had things happen in my life that were that were very difficult, and yet I was not devastated, and I did get through it. And as I got through it, I came to new understandings about who I am, and about what it meant, means to be alive, and what it means to be a human being, and what it means to live as one with the divine. Those are the things that I'm learning still. And... In that process, what happens is I grow at each interval where something goes what I might call awry and it doesn't go the way I had it figured out. And then I grow because I'm faced with a difficult situation and I plug into my deeper self and I figure out how I'm going to grow. And that doesn't necessarily eliminate fear completely. But it does mean that, that I'm going to listen more to my peace than to my fear. And so, uh, in the process, what happens is the, the fear begins to subside, and the, and the peace takes over more and more, and I'm able to figure out what to do and how to do it and what my next steps will be, and eventually I find my way on the other side of whatever problem I had. So... I'm sure you guys have experienced that in your own lives as well. That's at times when you had difficult things happen in your life and then you grew as a result and you became more aware of who you were as a result. Well, that's, that's what's going to happen every time. Something difficult happens. It's gonna, you're going to grow as a result. You're going to become more aware of who you are as a result. And if you believe as I do, which you get to choose how you believe, but if you believe as I do, that we are all one with the divine, that we're all one with each other, and that we're all one with all of nature, then, then what you get in touch with as peace is that realization, a deep realization, that everything is really okay, and everything that is happening is happening in love, and everything that is happening is happening in peace, and it's okay. It's all okay. All is well. All is well with my soul. And so in, when we're, we're talking about peace, we're talking about a certain kind of empowerment that allows us to, to live life unencumbered as much with fear and, and the assaults of, of what life's dramas can do to us. Um, we're, we're not as encumbered with that. Now, there may be periods where we feel very encumbered with that, but that doesn't mean that in the long haul we will still be that way. Um, So I I want to say that if you're you're going through a period where you're having a lot of fear right now in your life or big problems in your life, that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. That's one of the beliefs that happens with the, unfortunately, that happens with a lot of the new age thinking out there is that we're being taught that we've been thinking wrong. We haven't been thinking positively enough or this bad thing wouldn't have come our way. And that, that is just the same kind of belief with a different twist than the old idea that you've sinned, and therefore you're being punished. Um, uh, so I want to really discourage that kind of toxic positivity and rather encourage a kind of, uh, of outlook that allows us to, to um, be empowered with peace, the p- empowerment with peace that allows us to go to our sacred texts and read the sacred texts that they give us peace, and brings us back to an awareness of who we are as divine beings, as one with the divine, um, uh, and and to learn to meditate, to learn to to get in touch with and stay in touch with uh, the deepest self, and 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 the 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 divine self. Um, it, it, when we can empower ourselves to to use courage to allow ourselves to see through the darkness into the light, then what happens is we begin to see the light as as always inevitable. The light is always inevitable. The darkness is there, yes. It is there, and we must look at it, and we must see into the darkest corners. But the light is always inevitable. And on the other side of the darkness, there is light. And there's little sparkles of light even in the darkness. There's stars. And uh, when I look at the ancient Greek language, I I see stars as insights. Um, And sometimes the stars fall to earth, and so the insights are falling down on us. And so we understand that that even in the darkness, we can gain great insight. We can understand great insight about how to live, how to be alive, and how to be fully aware of who we are as, as as one with the divine. And our peace is not dismissed. Our peace does not go away because we uh, are so caught up in the drama of living. The drama of living says there is only this, this life on the a- external life. There's only what's going on in our circumstances. There's only what's going on in our relationship. There's only what's going on in our the dynamics of our inner encounters with the world socially and economically and politically, that's what's going on. That's all there is. That's what drama tells us. Peace says there's so much more. This is just only the, us uh, the tiniest bit fraction of what's really going on at a soul level. What's really going on at a soul level has much more to do with the truth of love, with the power of peace, with the power of beingness that allows us to just be who we are as that divine essence and to to be present with what's going on in our lives without being swallowed whole by it. So there's, there's more to what goes on in our lives than just what goes on in our lives. But we've not been taught that. We've been taught to stand guard, to watch out, to be careful, to be always on the lookout, to be always worried, to be always seeking towards survival, because death is always imminent if we're not going to be if we're not careful. And so we've been raised that way, most of us by our parents, who with the best of intentions were trying to help us figure out how to live this life. Um, but what they forgot to tell us was that there's an underlying meaning to everything that happens. They forgot to tell us that we were growing and we were becoming more and more who we are. They forgot to tell us to look in the mirror of our souls and see our deepest essence. They forgot to tell us these things. And because they forgot to tell us, we don't know. And so, you know, it takes new awarenesses to to come to that. Some people have had near-death experiences. Other people have had just insights given to them through through meditation. Other people have just uh, come to know it through life experiences. Um, but the knowledge that's out there that's becoming more and more prevalent is this knowledge that there is peace, and that peace is empowerment itself. And in that peace, we can find our deepest meaning in life, and uh, that the drama of our life is not the final truth. Okay, so we're going to take a break now, and we're going to be back with some more in just a few minutes, so stay tuned. Mm-hmm.
3: It's your world.
2: Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision and leadership can be learned Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to The James Dentley Show and learn strategies for success in business and in life. Dr. James Dentley is a proven success coach who knows how to convert good into great. You'll find out from the achievers and leaders how they got to be the success stories that they are. And Dr. Dentley and his guests will give you the tools you need to follow in their footsteps. It's time to become the best version of you. Listen to The James Dentley Show, Fridays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on Voice America Empowerment something beautiful is happening on mondays here each week on the voice america empowerment channel join rachel corpus angel communicator and psychic medium along with her holy team the collective when they'll share messages that guide you heal you and remind you that you are divine rachel loves introducing people to their own angels and now she is here each week to do just that and so much more catch the show you are divine every monday at 12 noon eastern time and 9 a.m pacific time on the voice america empowerment channel
0: change your world change your life voice america (laughs) empowerment.com You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now toll-free, 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthews.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
1: Then we're back talking today about peace and the power of peace. And what we've said so far is that peace is not something that's just external. It's not authority over others or power to persuade others or the ability to intimidate or manipulate or control or otherwise dominate others. It is not uh, an external thing at all. It's not about uh, making everything okay in the external world. Peace starts and finishes within us. And so we, w- w- that's what we've said thus far. And uh, what I want to say now, is uh, talk about now, is how we go about finding peace and how do we access it regularly enough to authenticate our environment. So we find peace by going within. Um, I highly recommend meditation. I think meditation is one of the best, most meaningful methods of finding peace. It, is, uh, it allows us to go within and find that deep inner space where the divine is uh, accessible or obvious to us. And um, sometimes people imagine going into their hearts. Sometimes they imagine going into the center, the core of their being. Um, but whatever that is, uh, that we do the work of going within to uh, find that peace. And sometimes it's not always easy at first. We sometimes have to go through periods of truth-telling, where we, where we have to tell ourselves some difficult truths before we can access peace. But at the at the edge of every truth is peace. And so what we find is that when we when we get in touch with some something that's true in our lives that may be difficult but is still true, we also feel a certain uh, modicum of peace that goes with it. And so we can begin there by telling ourselves the truth about what goes on inside of us and what's, what's really, how we're really behaving. A lot of times people confront us with how we're behaving and we, or how, what, we, what goes on behind our behavior, and we deny it. We say, oh, no, I'm not doing that, I'm not doing that. And then later, when we're by ourselves, we think about it and we think, yeah, you know, that's what I was doing, I was really doing that. And I encourage that kind of self-reflection, and you can also often find that kind of self-reflection through meditation. But even if you don't meditate, you can certainly spend time alone with your own journal and looking into yourself and looking at your own behavior and your own motivations and your own thoughts and getting more in touch with why you do what you do. And uh, that can also be very uh, peace-giving because we can get in touch with those deeper parts. Now, I don't encourage people to judge themselves. Once they get in touch with what's really up, that what we want to get to is self-empathy, not self-judgment, but self-empathy so that we understand why we do what we do. There's a reason behind our, even our worst behaviors. We think, oh, that's just bad behavior. But it's really not just bad behavior. There's so there's so much more. If I, if you don't get anything out of the Authentic Living Show series, get this: there is so much more to life than good and bad. So much, so much, so much more. So much more depth. So much more meaning than good and bad. When we when we divide life up into good and bad, it's just a real shallow way of looking at life, and it is it doesn't get us anything but self-judgment and ridicule of other people. But but self-empathy, on the other hand, helps us understand, this is, oh, I do this because of this. Oh, you know. So, uh, you know, if, if I'm a, a teenager who steals things, I might look back at my childhood and begin to understand that I never felt loved or appreciated as a child, and I felt like I had to steal moments with my mother or steal moments with my father and so now I'm stealing things as a metaphor for that same kind of idea. Now, that's, that's the kind of depth I'm talking about, looking at your real behavior and understanding why you do what you do so that you can have a, resolve it in peace, so that you can look at it and go, okay, that's why I do that. It's not an excuse, but it is, uh, it, does, it is my motivator. It is my motive. And when I get in touch with my motive, I'm getting in touch with what needs healing inside of me and I can then lay hands on it and heal it. Um, and I do that by just looking at it and understanding it and receiving it and knowing that there are that I do need love. I do need special periods of time with the people that I love. And then I can go seek after that and get it. And then I don't have that empty space where I have to steal things anymore to get what I need. So uh, that's just one example of the many ways we can begin to self-reflect. The, 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 this even... Before we start meditating, just being able to look at the truth in our lives. Um, uh, and meditation is also uh, another way to get in touch with peace. To just go inside yourself and be present and mindful with the self and allow that to speak, allow that to have its say, allow that to give it its voice. There may be some monkey chatter going on in the mind that, that wants to be heard. There may be some other stuff in the heart that needs to be heard. There may be some other stuff in the soul that needs to be heard. And you're just in a listening posture. You're just listening. What I, what I have received from meditation is great downloads of information from what I would call the ethereal world, or the world where wisdom is the, wisdom is the fact, instead of just some uh, uh, um, saying, some admonition for us to live by. Wisdom is fact in that world, and I I get these downloads when I meditate and understand life from a whole different perspective. And uh, so meditation can be extremely helpful in getting us to peace. I also encourage the reading of sacred texts. Whatever your particular religion is, there are things in the texts of your religion that will help you find peace. And I would encourage you to read those texts again and again and again. Go back to them again and again and again. And for your peace what we're talking about here is making peace a mission making peace your mission so that your goal in life is peace your own internal peace so that you're at peace with all of your own behaviors and thoughts and, and motivations you're at peace with the divine you're at peace with the world you're at peace with the collective you're at peace with circumstances you're at peace and that, that's a life mission and it's a brave one because it means telling the truth to yourself, to, to looking at the darkness um, and and seeing it for what it is and bringing it all the way into the light. That's, uh, that's brave to do that. And uh, so making peace your mission, not just, not a fake peace. And I'm not talking about pretending that things aren't wrong when they are. I'm not talking about Pretending that your feelings are not hurt when they are—I'm not talking about pretending that that you have to please other people all the time, even when they have hurt you. Those are lies. I'm not talking about lies. I'm talking about dealing in truth. I'm talking about looking at your own behavior as some of the ways that you deny yourself peace. So, for example, let's give a, a really clear example. If I'm in an abusive relationship and I'm pretending to myself that it's going to be okay. And I just, I love this guy and it's going to be okay. And everything's going to work out and I just need to be more loving and more kind and more generous and more giving. And then he won't be so mad all the time and then it'll be all right. All I'm doing is bargaining. I'm saying, if I, then he'll, if I then do this, then he'll do that. That's a bargain. And that bargaining is a stage of grief and grief gets us to acceptance. So what I'm trying to do is get to acceptance and acceptance is the real realization. Acceptance is the realization that says, oh, I'm being abused. This is a very difficult situation and I need to find a way to protect myself from abuse. That's acceptance. Um, And uh, anything less than that is not acceptance. And we want to get to acceptance because acceptance is realization and realization can bring us to peace. Is it easy to look at the fact that I'm being abused? No. Is it, uh, does it have great potential to get me to peace? Yes. Because then I can go, oh, this is a difficult situation. I need to get out of. And I can get myself out of it, and then I find some peace. So I'm not, I'm not saying lie to yourself and pretend that peace is there when it's not there. I'm saying, first and foremost, peace is all about the truth. And second, I'm saying that we can look beyond the circumstances of life and see into the soul of life and, and find the peace of life there in the soul of life. Because all of, our, all of our difficulties are leading us to further growth, further awareness of who we are as divine beings, further awareness of who we are as souls, further awareness of who we are as an essential self. You choose your language. The whatever works for you, but it, that 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 deepening awareness comes about as a result of going through difficult times, and and finding a way to get through them, so that we have uh, we get ourselves to greater peace. So making peace your mission. The other thing is uh, to stay in love. That's a, a method for finding peace. To stay in love, and what I mean by that is, uh, don't pretend that you love when you don't. No, I'm not saying to pretend that you, you love somebody and you're going to be nice to somebody and be sweet to somebody and all that when you really don't love that person. I'm not saying that. I am saying love yourself. Self-empathy helps you to understand where you are, what's going on in your life, what's the real truth of, of your own behavior, your own thoughts, your own uh, activities, what's really going on for you. And that helps you to be more patient and loving with other people. So staying in love is another way of giving ourselves peace. It allows us to take good care of ourselves. It allows us to to uh, make decisions to do the, the truest thing for ourselves. And then there's so much more room in our hearts for loving other people. Once we begin to take care of ourselves, really take care of ourselves, there's so much more room in the heart and soul to for being there for other people. Not taking care of other people, that's not our job. We don't take care of other people. Other people have to take care of themselves. We can be there for other people, though. We can be present and be empathetic and understanding with other people. Um, And thats the way we do that is first to be empathetic and understanding with ourselves so that then we open up big caverns of, of deeper understanding for other people. The more we love ourselves, the more possible it is to love other people. And the more we love ourselves, the more we're headed toward peace. So again, I say, make peace your mission. What gives you peace? You know, what kind of job are you doing? Does it give you peace, or does it? Is it constantly stressful? Is it constantly uh, causing upheaval? And is it causing upheaval because of the way you think about it, the way your attitude is toward it, or is it causing you upheaval because it really is a job you don't want to be doing that you really hate? You really don't want to be in that job anymore. So looking at that, asking yourself some hard questions, these are the ways we get to the mission of peace. Making peace your mission is what peace as power is all about. But know this, when you are, when you are living in peace, you are living in the most powerful position there is. There is no greater power on this earth than peace. Okay, that's our show for today. We're going to be back again next week. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself.
0: Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll talk again next week.